Hi friends, I'm Katie Stutler and I'm at the table today with Nikki Burks. And I am excited for this conversation we're about to have because um, we're gonna be talking about a certain R word that uh, we just struggle with. And we're gonna be unpacking Nikki's story so that um, you can find out just where she was, her marriage was headed Mm -hmm. and where God has it now Mm -hmm. and what God um, taught her to change her perspective and the way that she thinks. Um, so tell me, Nikki, tell, tell all of us, um, listening, just where, where, where was your story a few years ago? Um, how long have you been a believer? And then what was the backstory? Okay. So I, um, accepted the Lord when I was a young girl in, um, church camp. Um, but that's kind of where it, it, it left off there. There was nobody really in my life to take me under their wings, so to speak, to guide me and lead me and point me in the right directions. Like, what do I do next? Like, I don't, I didn't open my Bible daily, which kind of stopped there. Then I spent many years running from the Lord <laughs> and the Lord spent many years chasing me. Um, and so he did something pretty drastic to get my attention. Okay. Um, and lead me to him. And that he, the Lord allowed um, my marriage to, that's how he got my attention. He had a, di- we had a difficult season. Um, and I just ran to him. Instead of running from him, I ran to him. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And for, as someone who witnessed that season, <laughs> um, I can remember the desperation Um, as you came to my house and you just were absolutely broken Mm -hmm. and desperate because you could see the end Mm -hmm. Um, and you didn't want things to end. You wanted to fight for your marriage. Um, And I can remember talking with you as we, you were sitting in the recliner and I was sitting on the couch and I was unpacking to you things from my story and things God had taught me. And you were like a dry sponge (laughs) absorbing it all. And it has been amazing um, for someone who's had a front row seat to your story to see how God has um, just how, how your obedience to God how you just opened yourself up and said, God, change the way that I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Let me change the way that I'm speaking. And to see how God moved your marriage mm-hmm. because of your obedience, it's it was incredible. So let's go back and ca- share with um, the ladies how long you've been married. And okay. let's share with them where your marriage was. Okay. So I've been married since February the 14th, 2014. Um, We've been together since um, about 2001. So uh, we were (laughs) non-traditional. We were together for quite some time before we got married. Um, So there's been many seasons um, of that. And, you know, what I learned, I guess, would be there is a difference. You know, I've shared this with you, Katie, before. There's a difference between being a wife and being a godly wife. Mm there are certain things that the Lord tells us in his word that we are to be. And God used that difficult season in our marriage. He used that to grow me as a wife. But what I learned is that um, it's, I couldn't do it without the Holy Spirit. Right. 
So I had to recommit myself to the Lord, and I did that um, November 2nd of 2018 in my car, driving to work, a crying, blubbering mess. And the Lord placed, because at that time, my life was different. I have, well, I've said pre-Jesus days, and now that I know the Lord days. Yes. And so during those days, um, my circle was different. The people that were, that I was connected to was different. Um, who I associated with was different. And had I listened to them and had I listened to the world, well, I would have been divorced by now. Um but the Lord and his goodness and his lovingness and his faithfulness um, blessed me with a new circle of women who are like constantly pouring into me and um, pointing me to the Lord. So, but I, And I think that that teachable attitude has really been uh, what has like it's helped that catalyst of change. Um, a lot of times we can be so set in our own thought patterns and set in our circle that we we just continue with that pattern mm-hmm. even though we want out of it mm-hmm. um but you really laid down everything you thought you knew and laid down your friends and i can remember you just saying like i want to know everything mm-hmm. and you were so teachable that was something i really admired um in that in that really difficult season so what is the difference um in your pre-jesus days mm-hmm. Describe your communication with Casey. I liked to take control. So the decisions that needed to be made, typically I made them without even consulting Casey. Um, That's true. I didn't. I never consulted him. I just kind of like took the lead and took the leadership of the home, Mm -hmm. Um, not realizing it. Like it was just I didn't, you know, I I was missing the Lord. I was missing Jesus. I was missing what his word, you know, and you had a lot on your plate. Yes. Um, explain kind of your family situation in those pre-Jesus days so that they can kind of understand that complexity of everything. Which part? <laughs> um, gosh, there was so much before. Um, we have a blended family. Casey has a daughter prior to uh us coming together. I have a son prior to us coming together. Um, differences there, a lot of um, miscommunication and um, learning and growing through those seasons. Um, so, you know, part of your taking control is probably that mama bear. Absolutely. Wanting to protect your son and right. wanting to to protect the, the family that you had had at a young age. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I was a young mother. I had I had my youngest, my oldest son, when I was 19, which is hard to believe because he's turning 21 in September. Um, so I, always, I often tell people we kind of grew together. And so the mom that he had when he was five is not the mom that he has, you know, at 20. So true. And the mom that, you know, my daughters had at the, their ages, younger ages are not the same mom that they have now because the Lord is constantly changing my heart and growing me and um, it does take submission and it's not easy it is not easy Um, I think the first the first step you have to do is you have to be saved because you can't the Holy Spirit does the work in you so if you're not a believer and you haven't made Jesus your Lord and the Lord of your life you you can't do it. You, it's impossible. You can't do it alone. So without doing that and then not stopping there, like if you stop there, you're robbing yourself. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm robbing my husband and my family because there's so much more um, to being sanctified. You you never stop being sanctified. You constantly want, and I prayed for that desire to want to grow closer to the Lord and um, he keeps just opening doors. <laughs> and so being sanctified for those who are listening, right. that that is not a word that they typically are hearing. It is a it is a very churchy word. Mm-hmm. That is a word to describe um, that we are being made more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. That we are taking on qualities, characteristics, attitudes that um, Jesus had. Um, they're more godly, and mm-hmm. they're not of ourselves. Like right. left to. A, Katie's devices, I'm going to be more angry, frustrated. I'll be uh, much more that uh, strong-willed person. Mm -hmm. But as God has worked in me, he has helped me become more pliable Mm -hmm. as a person, more uh, warm. Mm -hmm. He's helped me to see how my controlling things, you know, is hurting people. So he's changing the way that I am, which is... I mean, wouldn't you say that evidence of seeing yourself change into somebody that you would were hoping to become, but you could never get there? Like that's, it's amazing to see God work in you, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I, I really haven't, other people see it more than I see it in myself, I feel like. Yeah. Um, because I, we, are, we, are, we are strict, like uh, hard critiquers of ourselves. Biggest critic ever yeah. of myself, yeah. Um, submission before I knew the Lord to me was a horrible word. I thought submission meant that I was inferior to. And so um, I learned that that's not the design. Just because I'm submissive to my husband, like Christ calls me to be, doesn't mean that I'm inferior to him. Like in the eyes of the Lord, Casey, which is my husband and I, he values us and loves us just the same. So it was more like I needed to focus at that point, at the beginning of our, our storm, I realized I can't focus on Casey, my husband, and what he is or isn't doing. That's going to get me nowhere. I could temporarily change my behaviors, but that's not what I needed. I needed the Lord to change my heart. And so I realized I needed to shift my focus from that to, Nikki, what can you do? Let the Lord change you. Be submissive to him. Like you let it go and don't take it back because there were times (laughs) that I took it back. Um, We want to do that. Yes. So um, allow him. And then I saw, you know, Paul tells us in Corinthians that he says, don't you realize, Christian wives, that you can save your husbands? And I was like, whoa, what? I can save? What, me? What? So I immediately, it sounds really bad, but I just shut my mouth and I prayed. Um, it's the control thing. Like, I like to, babe, can we do this? How about that? And I would still do that. Like, I would still, like, in the beginning, I would still go to him to take leadership. And we had been in that same cycle of he almost um, was resistant to take leadership. Maybe he was a little intimidated by or um, more reserved because he hadn't – my – I hadn't allowed him to do that. Right. We, I had we been are a force to be reckoned right. with when we get disappointed in our husbands yes. and our husbands do not want us to be disappointed exactly. in them. That crushes them. So it can be a hard thing for them to want to lead us yeah. because we can make it hard on them to lead. Mm-hmm. And I think that controlling nature goes back to, I'm like, why am I like this? 
Like, why am I so controlling? And so if you take a peek at uh, Genesis 3, I think it's verse 16. I'm not sure. Don't quote me. Um, um, It's when Adam and Eve had sinned and God cursed Eve and said, you know, you will um, want to be in control of your husband, but he will rule over you. And so I think it's just our human nature as women to want to kind of take that control and you have to be submissive and it takes a lot of trust in the Lord yes. because respect is I'm when I speak to Casey am I speaking to him would I speak to the Lord in the way and not just my voice what am I wearing what is my mind thinking how does my heart feel like just ask the Lord what to are rev- my eyes saying right you know our eyes can have a ton of attitude absolutely yeah definitely it's it's so important that our husbands feel that we are on a team with them Mm -hmm. and we're not like jerking them around Mm -hmm. Um, because as if we are leading, they very much are not getting to experience what God has called them to do. Mm -hmm. And we, God has called husbands and wives to be shoulder to shoulder at, um, at each other's sides. Yeah. And when I think about God using that word Ezer um, to describe women and that we are to be helping men, not just our husbands, but helping men do what they cannot do on their own, that is such an exciting thing mm-hmm. to think that that God allows us women to have this incredible incredible reflection of himself yeah. because God calls himself an Ezer for us. Yeah. Um that we get to be this helper to help our husbands become the men that God desired them to be. Mm-hmm. And, and our, we squash that right. when we are not, when we have that disrespectful right. attitude, when we're hurting them. But it's very much a, a, a choice, isn't it? Absolutely. A choice to, More than one time. to have an attitude mm-hmm. and to obey what God is saying, even though your husband is still a hot mess. Right. And and I'm still a hot mess. Yeah, it is a choice. And it's a choice that you have to continue to make. Like I said, it, you can change your behavior all that you want. But without Jesus changing your heart, it's not going to work. You're um, gonna go back. Right. And husbands have a huge burden like there. It's almost intangible because you they have to God's word says, love your husband like Christ loves the church. Like that's literally like you lay down your life for you sacrifice for it's almost intangible. It's never going to happen because nobody can love you. Like Christ love you. Wives, we just respect. Like, you know, it's so it's more tangible for us. I feel like it's easier. We don't have the heavier burden so, to carry. So describe what that respect looks like. How does it now in your now that you are learning about what respect looks like and, and in those post Jesus, yeah. right? Yeah. What have you learned about respect? How does res- what does that look like to somebody who maybe has never seen a home function mm-hmm. where there is this this teamwork happening. Okay, I think one of the, the bigger things that I kind of took away is my pre-Jesus days, um, I would get into conversation with my friends at those times, and I would, I, I'm sorry, babe, but I would belittle him. I would say Casey is such a jerk, or insert whatever adjective is. Like, I would talk negatively mm-hmm. about my husband behind his back. That is 
super disrespectful. So I've learned, like, you know, it's okay, Katie, you and I, and I can say, man, we've had a rough day, and, you know, I've done X, Y, or Z. What can I do? Like, give me some advice, mentor. You know, I've <laughs> yeah. yes. you, know, you know that I'm yeah. going to be helping both of you become a stronger team. Yeah. And that's important. We need to have friends that are 100%. helping us move forward and not friends that are going to take one side or the other, but, you know, there's a difference there. Huge, huge difference. Um, every one of my close friends at that time, 2017, 2016, was, was definitely encouraging me. File for divorce. You need to get out of that. Like, it is no good. But I was convicted by the Lord. Um, no. Like, you're not going to leave your marriage. If you're, if the, if divorce is, is going to happen, then... Nikki, you will do everything that you can to save your marriage. And um, the Lord has blessed me with a front row seat to that because my husband, actually, my husband and our children all became saved just from this uh, difficult season. So it's really obedience. Right. Yeah. It was the fruit of your obedience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's beautiful to be able to watch that. You know, Casey and I, like I said, have been together since 2001, 2002 and there have been a lot of changes. I have seen a lot of changes in my husband. My husband has seen a lot of changes in me. There's a difference when the Lord changes you. So so go back to those attitudes. Like how do you speak differently to Casey today than you would have in your pre-Jesus days? Um, I listen um, not just to respond to him. I listen to understand where he's coming from. God made us different. Women are much more emotional. Men are not. They're more logical. So I listen um, not with my emotions, but with a, a soft heart to take in what he has to say versus trying to dominate a conversation or interrupt him when he's speaking. Um, I take into consideration, it, it sounds silly, but what am I wearing today? Is this too revealing? Would my husband approve of this? You know, am I showing too much leg or, or whatever, you know, like, like, yes. what am I? Um, even in my thoughts, because that's super easy um, for me. I, it's still something actually that I struggle with. My thoughts come into things of the past and God's word says, keep no record of wrongs. I'm under construction. I'm still working on it. Um, but we you know, those thoughts can come into your mind and you can really kind of go down from there. Um, so just when I realize that those emotions are coming or that those thoughts are coming in to be obedient, to stop, go to the Lord with it first, because really it's obedience to the Lord. Yes. And so as the Lord works on me and changes my heart, my behavior just kind of follow suit, you know, because the Lord does the work. I'm really doing nothing besides sometimes being still or praying or like the community reaching out because the Lord has blessed me with a wonderful community of people, um, of ladies specifically here at Finn Castle. So I have a lot of lifelines, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So, um, and there are different women for different seasons or different issues or different concerns or different, yes. you know, God gifts us all in different areas. Um, so, and it is, it, it's part of that journey, right? That we are unpacking, I'm passing to you tools from my toolbox. And yeah. I was just talking to a lady the other day and I said to her, you have tools in your toolbox that I need. Like you <laughs> yeah. and I need to get time together yeah. because I want those tools in my toolbox. Yeah. And that's an exciting thing that God equips us. And then we get to share those things that he teaches us so that others can, can have a similar journey mm -hmm. and a similar healing or a similar right. um, 
you know, renewal of something that's broken. Right. So give me um, an example, uh, just if, let's say, you and Casey today mm-hmm. were, you were thinking you needed to move in the this direction and he is wanting to move in the opposite direction mm-hmm. and you're getting frustrated with him, mm-hmm. give me an, give us an example of how you you change your thought pattern, how you stop that. Because I know when Todd and I are in that place, when I'm kind of thinking we need to go in this direction and Todd's thinking the other and he's not, I don't maybe feel like he's listening to me or mm-hmm. maybe I don't feel like I'm being understood and we can get angry. We can mm-hmm. get frustrated as ladies. How do you um, tamper those emotions and respond in a way that is respectful mm-hmm while also um, trusting in the Lord? How, how, do you, how do you do that? What does that look like in real life? Um, I go to the Lord first. Okay. I go to the Lord. So do you just say like pause the conversation? I pause. I pause immediately because you can feel yourself in the flesh. Yeah. Like you can feel your emotions of anger or frustration or aggravation or what you can feel that negative emotion. And so when I feel that and I can't, um, I can't taper those down on my own. I need the Lord to do that. So right. I go to the Lord and I say, okay, do you, you know. Do you literally say to your husband, like, I need to take a break? Like, how do you communicate that you need to step away? Um, typically, I just say, you know, I need a couple minutes. Can we address this later today? Or And for us, it's really about timing. Mm-hmm. Timing is essential. Um, I know Casey well enough to know when I can talk about heavy things with him and when he needs them. If Casey's coming through the door from work, it's, hey, babe, how was your day? He needs to decompress. So I'm not going to want to go to him during those times when he's your, his frustration would be heightened. I'm right. going to wait. I'm going to wait until after we've had dinner, after the kids are in bed, when things have yeah, calmed down. Right, yes. right. Um, and then always, I won't even say almost always, always, there is... Um, a better line of communication when we're both kind of like, Whew, you know, after the long day. So it's timing. And then um, Casey has improved with his listening and understanding it, you know, not listening to respond, but listening to understand what I'm saying. And so it's just open communication. Communication is essential because sometimes I feel like he might say something and I can misconstrue that, especially if it's via text message, because there's no tone. You, you right. can't use a tone when you text right. somebody. Um, or even if he's setting, Casey has a, just, it looks like sometimes he looks angry, but he's not. It's just like, you know, his, his, his face, his um, face. right. Or my <laughs> body language. I'm like, my arms are crossed, but I'm not really irritated I'm just kind of like listening um so those can be kind of misunderstood so just paying attention to those things like how is my tone when I'm speaking to him um how is my body language when I'm speaking to him am I respectively like looking him in his eyes and communicating with him respectfully um not only that how is my heart during the conversation if I go into that conversation with a heart and heart you know that's gonna we're not gonna be successful it makes me remember that verse, the heart of her husband trusts in her. Um, it's from Proverbs. And that, you know, I'm always so aware that I want Todd to to entrust me with his heart. Mm-hmm. But when we are um, in those sticky situations where there's potential opposition, mm-hmm. if if our husband doesn't feel that he can trust us with his heart, right there, it can there can be a chasm, a wall, mm-hmm. and it can cause further irritation but when we are positioning ourselves um, and watching our posture towards them yeah then it allows them to feel safe 
being honest with us and we can go so much farther in our communication Mm -hmm. when there's that trust Mm -hmm. but respect has to come first before they will trust us yes with their deeper thoughts with their Mm -hmm. heart concerns Mm -hmm. um and wouldn't you say that that trust has enabled casey now to like the way that he trusts you now Mm -hmm. has changed oh yeah definitely um, and that's opened the doors for him to trust God differently. I, I see right. such a change in the way he trusts God. Yeah, yeah. The Lord has really changed his heart tremendously and just changed our marriage and our family. It's just completely so different than it was prior to. So yeah, it's a lot of trust, but first placing your trust in the Lord. Like God, there's a, there's priorities to this. The Lord says in his word, God first, then your spouse, then your children then your family, and then everybody else, you know. Um, And I think the world misconstrues and kind of fumbles around and scrambles what respect or even being submissive means. And so just being able to now that I'm growing and learning to say, okay, well, this is what the world says. But what does God say? What does his word say? Because this is, you know, this is our instruction manual um there's so many wonderful things in there that you know you can learn from and take away yes we have to be women in the word right or we cannot expect change the holy spirit works through god's word it wor- he works through the words in our bibles mm-hmm. so if we're not opening the bible yeah. and we're not digging into the stories and digging into the things god has said then we are missing out on opportunities mm-hmm. for the holy spirit to be doing that renewal that changing in us that changes everything yes yes so you have shared several things Mm -hmm. that can help ladies who are in this situation where they they can sense that the communication has broken down or maybe they're watching their husband moving in a separate direction Mm -hmm. and their marriage the foundation of their marriage is is crumbling Mm -hmm. Um, speak directly as we are wrapping things up, speak directly to that lady who is hurting right now, who feels just raw in her heart, um, who is like you were that day you showed up at my front door, um, speak to her and just give her a message of direction so that she can, as she closes out this podcast, move forward with her own situation. Oh, gracious. Um, You know, I kind of go back to that makes me think of my pre-Jesus days. I I used to think, well, I will respect you if you respect me. I put um, limitations on that. And sometimes, let's be honest, it's hard to be respectful. And there are still times that I'm I'm not respectful and I have to go to the Lord and um, say, please, I'm sorry, forgive me. And then I have to go to my husband and say, please, Lord, forgive me. So sometimes it's a little uh, it can be difficult to be respectful, but um, the Lord tells us in, in Peter, um, you respect, period. You don't respect because somebody earns it. You respect even when you're disrespected. Um, so I think um, hold on to to encourage the ladies, hold on to the truth of God's word. Do not stray from that um, when the days are difficult just kind of go and um dive in and and be open for god's will and not your will um and kind of put your emotions aside and um keep pressing forward even when you fail just keep pressing forward so god does so much more than we can ask or imagine when we 
are responding in obedience. Mm -hmm. It just opens all the doors. Thank you so much for sharing your heart with us. And (laughs) we just appreciate you being willing to unpack your story and um, share with all these ladies listening. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you.